If you're someone who buys a new course every single month or every couple of weeks, I think it's probably time to take a little bit of a break and just kind of trust yourself and be like, hey, I actually do know what I'm doing. So courses and, you know, educating yourself is helpful to a certain extent, but don't get stuck on that trap. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. When I first started my side hustle, I did not spend a single dollar for many months. I was, number one, slightly too scared to spend any money because I didn't believe it was real, but that's a whole other (laughs) podcast episode in itself. But the main thing was it was quite overwhelming starting a business and just not knowing what was actually worth my money. Finances were limited, you know, I just started. I had quite a few clients, but low paying clients and I was, you know, just starting a business. I didn't know what to invest in. So that's what's really inspired me to create today's episode is now I'm in a very cool situation where financially I'm able to test out new software, new gadgets, new things, and and really, you know, I don't want to say throw money at things. <laughs> that sounds very extravagant, like making it rain dollar bills. But I am able to do things like buy my Canva subscription a year in full to save some money. And I thought it would be really nice for someone like me who is that little bit more experienced to sit down and just get real about What's actually worth the money? Because with online entrepreneurship, there's so many people flouting advice, being like, you need this, you need to buy this, you need to have this software or this subscription or this piece of technology. And honestly, a lot of it I don't agree with. And I started my business with the basics. And I would say even now, I don't have a huge amount of flashy gear or flashy software subscriptions, but I have tried quite a few. And that's what I really want to walk through today. My top six investments, my best business investments, and what I recommend to people who are just starting out. So I hope you guys are excited for this episode. And without any more blabbing from me, I'm going to dive right on into it. My first investment that I've put on my list here, and probably what I think is the most important, is education. So this is upskilling, this is taking online courses, this is working with coaches, this is reading books even, and this is something that has been invaluable for my business. I always talk about the first month that I started my side hustle, I hired a coach, I spent $800, oh look, there we go, I've already contradicted my intro where I was like, I spent no money. I did hire a coach. I forget about that. But I think it's really important to hire people who can help you, hire experts who can teach you if you are starting out in a new field, right? If you're starting from scratch, you need some kind of support. You need to learn and upskill and really educate yourself. 
But in saying that, I will always point out that there's a lot of free resources out there. This podcast, for one, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, there's so many other YouTube channels you can listen to, books. Even if you're not buying a book, I used to go and rent all my books from the local library before I really was making any money in my business. I remember I rented, or my auntie actually rented Chillpreneur from me when I went full time in my business, which is one of my favorite books. And yeah, that's just totally free to read because you can get it from your local library. How awesome is that? How old school? (laughs) From there, I would say I really evolved into doing quite a few online courses. I would say, oh, not too many. I would say I've done three or four maybe online courses now, maybe four. I think it's four. And these were always, you know, quite niche courses on a particular skill I wanted to level up in. You know, I did a course on how to create courses. I've just recently done a course on Facebook and Instagram ads and working on my paid traffic strategy. And all of these are maybe like one course, which I didn't <laughs> I didn't love. But again, that's another podcast episode. All of these courses were really helpful. The one thing I will say about educating yourself, doing courses, whatnot, don't go too hardcore. I was chatting to another coach a few months ago, actually, and she mentioned how her mindset coach, funnily enough, who was helping her with her mindset, said that she was relying too much on courses for all of her confidence, right? Sometimes you become reliant on them. If you're someone who buys a new course every single month or every couple of weeks, I think it's probably time to take a little bit of a break and just kind of trust yourself and be like, hey, I actually do know what I'm doing. So courses and, you know, educating yourself is helpful to a certain extent, but don't get stuck on that trap. But yeah, as I said, I have listed it as number one because I definitely wouldn't know the things that I know now to scale my business, to book clients, to do better, you know, social media strategy. I wouldn't know that without educating myself and investing in that education. My second investment outfit here is, a, is another interesting one. It's not a, a physical thing. It's, it's people. It's my team members. So for me, when it came to scaling, I'm kind of skipping a bit ahead. This clearly isn't something for beginners. But, you know, if you are getting you to a point where you have a lot of clients, you're feeling really overwhelmed or you're wanting to expand into other areas like web development or copywriting or something else in terms of online uh, marketing, and you're not exactly experienced in that, hire an expert. Hire someone else to help you. My contractors that I work with, my podcast editor, shout out Lucy, who's editing this right now, my community manager, Hannah, my virtual assistant turned like chief copywriter, content creator, Fleur, All of these people have helped my business so much because there's only so much one person can do, right? And again, this may not be the stage you're at in your business now, but it's something that's good to be aware of. For example, I teach this, I talk all about outsourcing in the Dishing Up Digital School, which is my course for new and aspiring social media managers. But I teach that even though people are just starting out because I want them to be aware of it. I want them to be aware of the red flag of when they're (laughs) heading towards burnout, when they can't manage their workload, be like, hey, you need to hire help. It's really important part of scaling as a surface-based entrepreneur, in my opinion. I've described this in the past as just like the best feeling whenever I pay my contractors. Like you think paying, you know, this big bill, you know, uh, I'm paying a lot of my contractors over a thousand New Zealand dollars. You think paying that might be a little bit scary, might be a bit like cringy, like, oh, ouch, that's a big bill. But I honestly, I pay my contractors and I'm just like, ah. 
best money ever spent, like worth every cent, just because of the ways that they have helped me and helped me free up time and really scale my business. And I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do today without the help of my team members. So I really wanted to put that in as my second best investment in my business. Just because, again, I do think it's a huge part of how I got to where I am today. And yeah, I've got to give them all a little bit of a shout out. The next thing I really wanted to talk about is technology. I have a lot of different, you know, tech that I've purchased over the years, underlying over the years. I didn't buy it all at once. So I have my laptop. I have a MacBook Air. Freaking love it. I got a lot of upgrades on it. I can't remember what, but it's a very powerful wee MacBook Air. I have my camera, my Canon 80D camera. Use that to shoot images for my website, for my clients, and also film YouTube videos, videos to promote my courses or whatever it might be. I also have my phone. I did actually upgrade my phone in my first uh, year full-time in my business. I have a Samsung Galaxy Note 10. And then there's the odd sort of extra thing, like my microphone for recording podcasts. And all of these things are great. But what I will say is if you're starting your business, you don't need a MacBook. You can do this on any computer. You don't need the fanciest phone on the market. You don't need the fanciest camera on the market. Tara and I actually, we started off with a secondhand camera filming our YouTube videos. And I also got the Canon 50 millimeter lens, which films really nice, like blurry videos, but it's like quite, I mean, like blurry as (laughs) your nice depth of field and out of focus background. It's what a lot of OG YouTubers use. I remember I got that on Trade Me secondhand for like 40 bucks. So you can be thrifty about it. And when you guys are just starting out, you don't need all the flashy gear. I just find it really frustrating when new business owners think that they have to fork out thousands of dollars on a fancy Apple computer. Even for me, like I'm still saving to get like a nice like big desktop, an iMac or something or rather. You know, these things don't happen all at once. And you can get started with the bare minimum equipment. Now, when I was looking around at all of this stuff, I was kind of thinking, okay, like what's been actually the best investment technology wise? And the first thing that popped in my head was actually my iPad. And this might sound completely random, but I highly recommend a tablet if you are starting out as a social media manager. You know, I I guess most people will have a computer of that kind. A basic computer will do the job. Same with a basic phone, but some kind of tablet is is something a little bit extra, right? It's not something that every household has. I mean, I don't know, a lot of kids seem to use tablets in school these days. So maybe everyone does have a tablet, but I didn't have one, for example. And that tablet, that iPad has been just so nice to have a different screen to work at. Obviously, as a social media manager, I'm using Instagram and I'm doing a lot on my phone. And that's a very small screen, right? An iPad is just that little bit bigger It means I can kind of, I don't know, I can sit on the couch. I can, you know, go through Instagram on this bigger screen on the couch where it's nice and cozy or I can sit at it on my desk. It's really portable. I can take it with me if I need to do some posts, if we're going out for like dinner or something or if I'm out in the city shopping. It's nice and portable and compact compared to a computer, but it's also, again, just that little bit bigger than a phone. And the main reason I really love it as a social media manager is it allows me to log into more accounts. Obviously, Instagram kind of has a little bit of a cap on how many accounts you can be logged into, which becomes a problem as a social media manager when we scale and we have a lot of different accounts. 
to log into. So that's a really handy aspect of having an iPad. But the other thing, the last thing I really want to point out and why I love it is it does really separate my work. So for me on my phone, I have my kind of my top clients that I need to, you know, really be aware of their messages in terms of what I'm logged into on Instagram. I have my own Instagram accounts and then my other clients are on my iPad. And it means in the evening when I sit down, when I'm logging off work, when I'm just like, Whew, okay, time to decompress, the workday is done. I'm not getting distracted by my clients' notifications popping up on my phone. I mean, I could mute my notifications and everything, but I still like to be on my Instagram. Like I use my Instagram to chat to my friends and family. So I want to know what's going on over there. But it's just something about having, you know, my Trello and my Slack and my Sana logged in on my iPad versus not having that on my phone. Now, I guess you could have a second phone if you wanted to. Maybe that could work, you know, a second phone or a tablet. But it's just something I wanted to throw out there because it's something that I never heard anyone talk about as a social media manager. And it's something that I just kind of thought of. It was last year in lockdown, actually, where I saved enough money in March 2020. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself to an iPad. And honestly, best money. I freaking love it. Cannot back my iPad enough. So yeah, that's a random tech recommendation, but I honestly believe you don't need all of these fancy gadgets to get started and some sort of tablet, some sort of phone are really beneficial. I'm interrupting my own podcast episode to invite you to my free live webinar happening on November 29th this month very soon. If you're ready to start your career as a social media manager, this is the webinar for you. You don't want to miss out. I'm going to spend an hour with you chatting live through the exact steps you need to kickstart your side hustle today. I'll be discussing things like how to create your service list, getting really into the nitty gritty, how to book your first client, where to find those clients, who my first clients were to give you some examples some context. And lastly, we're going to talk about how to stand out in a sea of social media managers. So I will see you there, 10 a.m. New Zealand time, November 29th. Link is in the show notes if you would like to sign up. Okay, now we've addressed technology. It's time to move on to software. And I have a couple of recommendations here. And honestly, there's so much software out there. I'm finding new software every day. And a lot of it I find is a little bit redundant or just not worth the money. For example, there's a lot of software out there for hashtag research and grouping and and um, putting together hashtag strategies, etc. And some of these tools are great, but I've tried so many and honestly find it so just gimmicky and just another expense that I don't really need to pay. So for me, I just do my hashtag research manually. I look on other accounts, see what those hashtags are. I use the suggested hashtag features. And honestly, I teach all of this in my course. Maybe I should do a whole separate episode on the podcast about hashtags because it's a whole thing. But long story short... I don't use any of those software because I believe it's just as easy to do your own hashtag research. I do have one free app I use called Hashtag Inspector. But other than that, there's ones that make you pay a monthly fee. There's ones that make you pay depending how many accounts you have which I honestly think is the dumbest thing as a social media manager because every time you get a new client, you have to pay more for this like hashtags software that you're using. 
And it's just little things like that, that a lot of social media managers online make you feel like you have to have, like, oh, you need the software to be a social media manager. Everyone has it. This is how you're successful. This is how you do great hashtags. And honestly, you don't. (laughs) And this is something that I, again, I teach in the District of Digital School. There's very few pieces of software that I recommend in there that people should get. And for me, that means when I recommend a software, it is really worth the money. So I've kind of had a look through what I recommend in, in my program and also, you know, what's on my computer. And I've kind of pulled out really only two that I think are super, super important. And that if I restarted my business today, I wouldn't be able to function without. And the first one is my accounting software. Now I use Zero, but I have a little bit of a girl crush on HoneyBooks. <laughs> it looks really awesome and I kind of wish I had that, but I'm already set up with Zero and and to be honest, I'm too lazy to transfer everything across. And they are they are quite similar. But what this is, is it's just a piece of accounting software that links to my actual business bank account, copies across all the transactions. I can organize them into little folders. It's called reconciling. Like you can reconcile a transaction if it's like, okay, this transaction was for props. This transaction was for my, uh, I don't know, a software subscription. This was for posting products this was for another expense. It just helps you keep track of your accounting and you can load your receipts in there. You can send invoices. You can send invoice reminders. I have automatic uh, emails that go out reminding people when an invoice is due, if they haven't paid it. All of these little things that are just so helpful. And I honestly... I always thought I was going to hire a accountant as my first contractor in my business. But when I got zero, I realized it made it so easy to do it myself. And this is one of the not so, you know, flashy, exciting things of business, but we have to keep track of our money and we have to pay taxes and you have to do it correctly. You have to have those records and having the right accounting service really makes this process easier. It saves you a hell of a lot of time. And as they say, time is money, people. (laughs) So it's just honestly, if you're going to invest in anything, get some accounting software. I invested in this when I went full time because I knew I was going to have, you know, more transactions. I wanted to be more professional and I was going to be paying bigger taxes. So I wanted to keep track of that. And while I was side hustling, I just used an Excel or Google Sheet Uh, spreadsheet and just keep track of any transactions there. I had my separate bank account for my business set up from the get-go. So everything related to my business went through that bank account. So it was relatively easy to keep track of when I was side hustling because I didn't have a huge amount of expenses. But honestly, the first thing you should do when you're thinking or you're ready to take your business to the next level and invest in something, accounting software. I love it. And then the second piece of software that I have on here... Someone's going to be able to guess it. If you follow me on Instagram or if you're one of my students in my course, you will know my love for Canva. I love Canva. I think it's such an amazing tool and it's so affordable. I did have Canva slash Adobe on my list here because I do use Adobe a lot. It's what I'm recording my podcast on, the Adobe, I think it's Audition. And then I use Adobe Premiere Pro to edit YouTube videos, to edit Reels. I use Photoshop occasionally. I use Lightroom to edit all my images. And, you know, it is a great piece of of software. I have the Adobe subscription. 
But for me, I kind of just use this because it's what my sister and I had already set up for our blog and our YouTube channel. So I'd had it for a couple of years. We used it at university. I learned how to edit in Premiere Pro at uni. So it was kind of just a natural thing for me to just keep using it, you know, utilize <laughs> the subscription that I was already paying for. But Canva is just so much easier. So if you are a new person just starting out, again, those expenses might be lean or you're like trying to decide between do I need Premiere Pro or do I need Canva and you just want to choose one. Canva is definitely the best option. There's so much you can do with it and you can even edit videos in there these days. It's fantastic stock images for your client, awesome graphics, awesome templates. Just, oh, I cannot say enough about Canva. I should just record an entire episode that's like my ode to Canva and just all of the fun things that I love to do with it. But yeah, those are really the, the only the couple of pieces of software that I deem really essential. Again, there's so many extras that people think you need, but you you really just don't. Like I, again, one of my private students, she was asking me about Calendly, which is the app or software that I use to take bookings for my private students for discovery calls. I just send people a link and they can book in and it's all synced to my calendar. So I don't get double bookings. Everyone gets reminders. It's a really great piece of software. I only started using that this year, you know? almost three years into my my business and my side hustle all up. That's only when I was like, okay, let's 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 get this piece of software because it is manageable to just, you know, use Google Calendar and send Google invites or, you know, just keep track of things in a written diary. That's what I did uh, before that. And, you know, it's just little things like this that people are like, oh, but I need that. That's, you know, what all those professional business owners use. That's what Alan uses. I need to buy that. And if you are tight on expenses at the moment, if you're looking for something really, really good to invest in, stuff like that is just a little bit of a waste. And there will come a time where you can invest in that and then you don't even like bat an eyelid. So for me, I tried out Calendarly and I thought it was free. And then it, apparently I was on a trial and I'd you can use it for free if you just have one event set up. And I had discovery calls, I had private coaching, I had interviews and a few other events. So it was like, hey, you need to pay for this now unless you just want to have one of these. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, sweet. I'll just buy this one year subscription for 90 US dollars. And for me as a business owner now and, and the income that I generate, this doesn't phase me, that kind of stuff, right? I'm like, sweet, that's a good investment. Sweet, pay that, it's gone. And I don't even notice it really coming out of my bank account. But I know in the early days, money was a lot tighter and I would have noticed that that $90 would have hurt. You know, maybe that was an entire, you know, uh, like personal branding photo shoot. I remember I did charge someone $80 for a photo shoot once, which is unbelievably cheap. And I don't know why I did that. But, you know, I was just getting started. Mistakes were made. <laughs> The next thing kind of similarly on the topic of software, I want to talk about websites. Now, I have put this in as number five as my best business investment. I think up-leveling my website, you know, investing, first of all, it was just a really great template that I bought. I spent $200 on a template. Next thing, it was buying like a second website for my courses. Then it was investing in Kajabi, which is like my course hosting website. Then it was buying a template for that. And now I've actually invested in hiring a web designer. So she's worked on my um, homepage, my alanmckenzie.com. And I'm also hiring uh, that same team again to work on some sales pages for me in 2022. 
But you can see it's an evolution again. It doesn't happen overnight. So I think investing in my website on whatever scale that might be in terms of just starting out and buying the domain name and buying that first template versus now, you know, paying the good chunk of change for a designer. All of those are just great investments for me because I do believe as much as I preach, you don't need a website in the beginning. I still back that. I still stand behind that. And in the Dishing Up Digital School, I teach people to create what I call a PDF pitch instead of a website. But when it comes to scaling, right, when it comes to going full time, when it comes to wanting to expand your business, offer more services, you just want to look more professional and be that little, you know, bit more competitive and stand out a bit against your competitors and other social media managers. Websites are fantastic. So I will say in terms of the the journey of my business, I definitely invested in the right time in my website. I bought it when I went full-time. So again, almost a year into my side hustle and starting my full-time business. And that really was the perfect time. You know, I wasn't wasting money in that first month of business. I, you know, prioritized. I went for education. I went for doing a course and getting a coach versus spending that money on a website. And that was definitely the right call for me. But now, you know, I think my website has definitely resulted in me booking more clients. It made me look that much more professional. It shows up on Google. It's linked on all my social media pages. And it's just something that's really important for my business now. Okay, we've made it to number six, my sixth best investment in my business or best business investment has to be my home office. Now this again, is kind of a random one, similar to the iPad, I was kind of sitting in my room being like, okay, what do I love in my business that's been worth the bunny? I was just looking at my setup with my ergonomic keyboard, my desk, my nice chair. And I was like, yep, damn, I'm happy with all those purchases. Like, I mean, I don't actually want to add up how much I've spent on my office in total, looking around at all of my different pieces of furniture and bits and bobs, my whiteboards, all of that kind of stuff. It's probably a lot of money, but again, <laughs> much like every, every other investment, it was a journey. It didn't all happen overnight. I didn't buy all of it. But I just think there's definitely a power in investing in the space that you work in and creating a beautiful space. Now, in the early days for me, this looked like using a tea trolley that my mom had painted white. It was a tea trolley that was actually my grandmother's and, you know, buying a $15 pink chair from Kmart. You know, you can make your office space look beautiful and inspiring and make you feel great on a budget. And I think it's worth investing that money. Like if you were starting off your business and you're like, oh, should I buy this Calendarly software or this hashtag software? Or should I just buy myself, you know, a nice cheap desk from Target or Ikea or Kmart here in New Zealand? You know, just think, actually, I want to have a really good space to work. And I think it definitely plays into that whole mindset thing, the confidence. You know, if you have a desk, you really do feel like a boss. Speaking from experience, someone who's worked for a tea trolley. <laughs> and then there's there's a few other things, I guess, in my office, like my laptop stand. That's something that cost me $15. But it just, it elevates my computer. It means my webcam, whenever I'm doing live streams or recording video lessons, whatever it might be, I'm not getting that awkward up my chin angle. <laughs> like I've, I've invested in a laptop stand that gives me the good angle. And it's also nicer in terms of ergonomically to sit with and, and have it at eye line. And then there's things like the nice mood board behind my computer. You know, I've made that, but I've put it in a white frame. I went to the effort to buy a nice frame and put that together. 
I invested in little pink sticky notes because sticky notes are practical, but the pink ones that cost more just bring me joy. And again, they make me feel like a boss. And I think that's something that's so important. It's something I talk about a lot is that mindset and attitude you have in your business. And my home office really helps me with that. I'd also say if you maybe don't have the luxury of having a home where you can have a separate office, your home office could just be a corner in your house. It could just be a space that you dedicate to, okay, this is where I do business. It might even just be the dining room table of your family home. Just be like, okay, every day I'm going to sit down here with my laptop. I'm going to get myself a cup of tea and a really pretty mug. I'm going to light a candle and this is my space. You know, little investments like that, you know, they can be that small as a candle, as a a mug, as, you know, an external mouse. I love my mouse. I love my wireless mouse. It's amazing. But little things like that, that just really elevate you the way you feel and also help your business in terms of like my ergonomic equipment helps me feel comfier at my desk. My chair definitely helps me feel comfier and the chair that I have now is definitely better than my $15 Kmart one. So those are the six investments that I really wanted to talk about. The best business investments I have made in the past couple of years. Just to recap, we had education, investing in courses, coaches, all of that kind of jazz. Number two was my team members, my contractors, the power of outsourcing. Number three for technology, I talked about my iPad or having some sort of second device to help separate your work and your your life. Number four, in terms of software, my top was accounting software slash zero and also Canva, Queen Canva, we love Canva. And number five was my website, uh, whatever sort of point on the scale that was, whether it was the cheapest sort of investment or whether it was hiring the web designer, both great for those points in time. And then the sixth one was just my home office. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast episode. I love chatting about this kind of stuff. Let me know if there's any other investments, money topics you would like me to discuss in an upcoming episode. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, whatever platform you are listening on and review if you are on Apple Podcasts and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye guys.